Hi, Andy. Hello, Linda. Oh, I just hit cement. You digging? Or something. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's not a dead cat. Does it? Does cement and a dead cat have a similar uh, similar feel? <laughs> similar shovel feel? Well, our, the woman who owns our house, uh, her niece lives here. Did I tell you about this? Did I tell you about the dead cats? No, definitely not. Well, she was sent to a, um, or she moved into, rather, a retirement community. <laughs> Did she move in or was she sent? It's hard to say. Uh, hard to say. But um, she, after she left, her niece moved in and was cleaning up the house after her and stuff and found some uh, dead cats in the freezer. <laughs> oh, m- multiple, yeah. multiple frozen uh, kitty friends. Yeah, and so she said, like, she asked her uncle, who's, like, our landlord, she was like, should I bury him out back? And he was like, no, the new tenants have a dog, and her dog will dig up cats. Oh, this was recent. Yeah. This is not, like, uh, you know, 12 years ago. This was no, no, no. In, in recent history. Yeah, and so uh, I've been back here. All my plants finally came that I'm going to plant into my garden. Exciting. Um, but while I'm digging, I'm like, oh, shit, I wonder if I'm going to find a dead cat. Well, it sounds like they didn't get buried back there, though. Yeah, but according like... According to your own story. Yeah, but she's lived in this house for 50 years. Oh, you think there might have been prior cats. So, there, yeah, that's, that's, that's what be, I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe once the freezer was full, there were additional cats that had to be, that had right, to be like, dealt with. Like, maybe she was planning on, oh, I'll just do my thing, where I bury him in the backyard. Uh... So that's what I'm wondering about. Also, be careful you don't run into any kind of uh, pipes or conduit or infrastructure. That's important when digging in the backyard. Yeah. In a city. But these are um, some flower beds. Okay. I think what we got here is just some concrete that's residual from putting in the fence or something. I think we're good. I think we're safe. Unless it's like a really elaborate cat tombstone what kind of plants are you talking about are you getting mostly flowers are you planting edible things what's what's your what's your garden looking like uh, i planted some basil this morning but i just use like pl- uh, flower pots for those or, right. like those little window boxes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um currently i'm planting some ferns because i have a really shady area um it's under a big oak tree and it doesn't get a lot of sun, so I'm going to be planting blue hostas and ferns nice. in this flower bed. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. How is your week, Linda? Be... I think this is the longest we've gone without talking to each other uh, during, I know. Uh, during pandemic times, during pandemic season. It felt like really hard to get a hold of each other the last couple of days, or to find a time to talk. Rather. Oh, it didn't feel extra hard. I didn't mean to make it feel I so did. hard. I did. No, I think me. it's just that... Well, it's, I think it's just that usually I'm I'm able to be on a whim and be like, okay, Andy, I'm ready now. Right. I, I did say no once. So if, if that's what you mean by it, it felt right. super duper hard to, that's, to make it happen. But for once, you were like, I can't right now. I was pooped. I, I spent all yesterday morning gardening and mowing the lawn and out in Good the sun. Good you. And then, uh, yeah, it was like mid-afternoon. And I was just like, I am exhausted. If we record a podcast now, it will not be entertaining. It will just be yeah. me going... Oh, uh, yeah, great, cool, super duper. Shit is exhausting. Cool, great. Now I'm wishing I had a shovel. What are you digging with? 
Uh, one of those like hand shovel things, a mirror, mirror, mirror. What is it called? It's got a name, a mirror, mirror, mirror. Mirror, 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 mirror. I forget. Um, it's like a really long, pointy uh, hand shovel. Gotcha. Like you one can of those do all things, kinds of stuff for, like weeding or whatever, right? Right. But I don't know. My friend told me like this is really all I was gonna need for this. Just dealing with a lot more roots and shit. A little extra elbow be. grease is good. And what's so funny, Andy, is that yesterday I was back here. Um, like a month ago, I came back here and I cut out a bunch of bamboo and I ripped up a bunch of um, roots. And so I came back here and found like bamboo shoots uh, in the soil where I was going to need to plant stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just like it is an Animal Crossing. Bamboo's aggro, dude. Can we just kind of say, gardening is fucking difficult. It is so hard. Like, we we have a little backyard, which uh, I I measured it once. It's it's not big. It's like the size of like a few parking spaces, probably. Uh, Maybe a little bigger, if you include all the sort of area. And so, when we first moved into our house, it was just like basically a patch of grass that was poorly tended to with like some patchy concrete that was poured in certain places. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I like built a little wall, a little retaining wall to bring it to level and just had all this area that was just all dirt. And I was like, this is great. It's not that big of an area. I said, I says to myself, I says, so we'll just like mm-hmm. put plants in the ground back here and it'll be like totally cool. Uh, and like year one of doing that, like the, the weed war is just, it's insane. And like, oh. I realized immediately after that first year, like, oh, this is not sustainable because like any, like any like four inch by four inch patch of dirt that is not completely covered with plants that we intentionally planted just becomes uh, a complete like weed uh, wow. party, weed utopia. That so sucks. now, like uh, five years later, four years later, uh, I have put raised beds in. So I have four separate raised beds that are like yeah. roughly four foot by eight foot. So again, not that big, like four, four by eight beds or whatever. I'm like four by 10, four by 10 beds. Um, and even those, it's like I spent yesterday morning, I, I like flipped over one of them and pulled all the weeds out of it and like, you know, tilled up the dirt and soil and like cleaned it up to get ready to plant things in it this week. And it took like uh, like two hours of like, of oh like both like hard digging through like kind of clay heavy soil uh, to like flip it over and like churn it up. And then also like picking through to like pull out all the weeds. We get this one little like rhizomatic kind of grass thing, which is my, my arch enemy. It is impossible to rid any area of the yard of this like rhizomatic uh, grass it just comes back 10 times stronger anytime you pull it uh and it's uh it, it haunts me wow Man, gardening's hard it's way harder than i ever thought before we had yeah. an actual like garden i was like oh yeah you pull some weeds you put some stuff in the ground whatever but uh it's like yeah, a, it's what like if a there's like there. what if there's like cement will my roots of my ferns know to go sideways they'll, they'll figure it out yeah yeah, I mean, it depends how much the plant needs, I guess, like a big, uh, a big sturdy, deep root versus just uh, some horizontal boys. I don't know. Yeah, horizontal boys. Well, this is going to be an experiment, you know? Isn't it all an experiment, Linda? It is. All things in life. Is a vacuum I hear? That's, vacuum uh, yeah, I, I got the sound effects this week. No, that's a, that's a sander next door. Um, mm. our, our, our immediate neighbors, whose home is attached to ours, have uh, taken to doing... Some extensive, uh, extensive construction projects while we're under quarantine, which I have, oh, wow. I have feelings about. Yeah, it's a good time. 
Good time for them. Yeah, good time for them to do it for sure. Great. <laughs> uh, there was something in New York about um, just some interesting data set on the number of 311 calls or like home disturbances uh, and how they have increased in the last few weeks. Because I think the first few weeks of quarantine, people are like, oh, we're all in this together. Let's all be neighbors. And then there's like this breaking point that happened where people are like, okay, no, their TVs are too fucking loud. I'm going to call and complain. Do the police and, come uh, out when you, when you call and complain about a loud TV? I mean... I've seen this depicted in know. movies and whatnot, but I just can't imagine the police being like, all right, we'll take care of it, and then coming yeah. out and being like, sir, please turn down... I was going to say the football game, but there ain't no football games on right now, so I guess that turn, turn down, down your... the, 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 the Netflix. Yeah, turn down Westworld. Is that, is that spoiling cool? it for is that what everyone's watching now? No, I think that's like the new cool thing to hate. Oh, you're supposed to hate it now. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I think cool. it's like it's like gotten uh, ahead of itself. Is well, it, I think is it problematic, or is it just uh, just not good anymore? Just not good anymore. I think that the thing people say about it is that it like it thinks it's smarter than it is, which is obnoxious for a show to be like. It's like the M Night Shyamalan thing, where you this go is... see a movie of his, and there's like high expectations, but then he's like, "But what if?" It wasn't. This is a no, very, okay. this is a very uh, powerful trope in media for me. The like, the fake, fake smart guy shit, where it's like, yeah, it's a movie or a book or a TV show or a, I mean, a, a podcast. A, even a, even a music album could fall under this sort of category where it's just, it's trying so hard to seem like it's smart guy shit, but it's actually right. very dumb. <laughs> and, Pretty basic. And if you think at yeah. all about it critically, instead of just like letting it be b- background noise that you bask in, you immediately realize like, oh, this doesn't actually make any sense. Like this is, they're just trying to make me think that it's smart with all the sort of tropes of that kind of production quality and script right. writing, and I... but it is not. And it's very popular right now. There's a lot of fake smart guy shit out there. Yeah. I think for a little bit, um, I think Lost fell into this category. I never like watched Lost, it was but really I kind cool. of got that vibe from it, from, from hearing people talk about it. Yeah. At first it was great. And then not so great. I think a, I think a prime offender, perhaps the like paradigm of this category of shows for me is uh, is Aaron Sorkin. I think Aaron Sorkin shows are all oh, yeah? fake smart guy shit. <laughs> where it's like, okay, what, is, what are Aaron just Sorkin cause, Just because uh, the West Wing, uh, Newsroom, um, what are other ones that are popular? I don't know. He's made a lot of stuff, but like I never even tried The West Wing. It just did not appeal to me. Uh, I went back and tried to watch it. Probably I don't know eight years ago because actually I I kind of liked the newsroom when it first came out. I will I will say that I was a little bit duped by the what I would now call the smart guy shit, which is of course why it makes me um, angry because I fell for it. Like if if it if it had never gotten me, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, have such a taste for it. But it did trick me a little bit, I think. Um, Anyway, I went back and tried to watch the West Wing, but it was like I, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't get into it at all. Didn't swallow it. Yeah, it was, that happened to me with that um, that new Apple show with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. What's it called? I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Really? Yeah, it was There's like an Apple show with. Oh, you mean like on Apple's? TV on Apple's new. Yeah. Well, anyways, this is a show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston, and I watched that whole thing, waiting for it to get smart and. <laughs> The best way to describe it, I think, is just that it's, like, uh, content for, like, people who are um, experimenting with the idea of feminism. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, for the first time being, like, wait a minute, 
What if that was bad? Maybe society is not flawless. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like the Aaron Sorkin shows for me, it's just like all, all of the characters talk real fast. Uh, and, you know, the script is like carefully crafted. So everyone speaks in a way that humans don't actually speak where like there's lots of like quick one liners and witticisms and stuff. Uh, and it like creates this air of like, oh, these are like very smart, competent people doing something impressive. And right. if you actually read the script and listen to what the characters are saying or the substance of it and kind of like put aside all of the production techniques, it's like actually just some banal, stupid shit. <laughs> but it's like designed to make you feel like, oh, this is like, you know, competency porn, basically. Got it. Anyway. Which it is not. Anyway, Man, I have so many good worms in this soil. Yeah, I have a. I, I, I've mentioned before my symbiotic relationship with the neighborhood birds. When I turn up the soil and they go and eat everything, we had one of those oh. yesterday. Turned up the soil. Nice. There's birds and squirrels all over the backyard eating all the bugs and stuff. Yeah, that actually happened yesterday. Once I was done digging up stuff, I saw them go to town back here. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I did that. Now, when you plant a bulb, do you completely cover it with dirt, or do you leave a little bit of it sticking out? You know, I have actually done very little bulb planting, so I'm not the person to ask. I know okay. when you plant, like, a established tree with, like, a root ball, you're supposed to leave part of the root ball above the surface. Like, you oh, know, supposed okay. to be poking up. You're not supposed to totally cover it. Uh, okay. I do not know about bulbs, so I can't weigh in. Oh, wow, there's already, like, a little wormy worm on this one. Cute. Very cute. Speaking of bugs, did you see the news about the super hornets? <laughs> yeah. The hornets that like decapitate bees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what they do? Yeah. They're also yeah, like, you know, the size of dinner plates and uh, you know, can kill Wait, people. Wait, really? Yeah, they're huge. They can kill people? Yeah. According to according to news sources, there's like apparently some an average of like 50 deaths a year in Japan that are basically attributed to these wasps. Wow. Yeah. That's some Australia shit right there. It, it does have big Australia energy. I agree. Big Australia. <laughs> we have some follow-up from last week. You, you said, you said, oh, we're never going to come back to this. You're not going to Oh, yeah, let's me. come back to it. But now I'm reminding you. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about this. Uh, we were talking at the end of a, the show last week uh, about uh, kind of being kind to yourself and like not, not like being too harsh if you, you know, eat ice cream for dinner or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. And I was saying that uh, something I've observed in this kind of like culture is that I feel like a very uh, good and positive instinct uh, in people, which is that like we should not accept anybody ever being shitty to another person about their is, is the volume of my voice dramatic, dr dramatically fluctuating on this call. Uh, only a little bit. It's not. I would not say it's dramatic. I'm always it's watching like the, the little like. Uh, waveforms as i'm talking and it, like it's changing it's getting like really big and really small i don't understand why uh mm. maybe something weird with my mic yeah just a tiny bit it's fine anyway uh the, there's this like uh, this like woke culture of you know you should never you know say anything to anybody about their you know, choices in life which i completely a hundred thousand percent agree with right like mm -hmm. uh like shaming somebody for what they're eating or shaming somebody for not getting exercise like it's completely not only is Absolutely. it like inhumane and rude and horrible but it's also pointless like i i, I have n i completely believe it would never work like nobody nobody's ever been shamed into like having a healthy lifestyle like even if you put yourself in a position where you're you know responsible for somebody like you're a parent of a child and you're worried about them getting healthy or you're you know something like right. that like i don't i completely believe it like shame would never be a sort of good 
uh, force to uh, encourage you know, good, good, healthy behavior. But right. there's a lot of people I know that I feel like take this to this extreme where uh, they're actually kind of encouraging the indulgent behavior or like when I myself say, oh, I did this thing and it's like not good for me. Uh, they like actively encourage me like, no, it's, it's actually totally fine. And, and, and it's like, I, I, I bristle against that a little bit because like, I, I definitely have like taken up less healthy habits in quarantine times. I have stopped exercising. We've talked about it. I'm a million times mm-hmm. happier for not exercising because I hated it. But it's yeah, bad for me. It. It's not good. I like it's not it's not as healthy as it would be if I was still doing yoga in the mornings or you know whatever. Uh, and I am like eating not as healthy because uh, I'm just in my kitchen all the time and it's easier to stack and I don't you know it's too much dishes to cook t- two meals a day and so we're you know trying to like eat a bunch of leftovers and things and so like. But, like, those are just objective realities. Like, those things are, in fact, less healthy. Uh, and so this is this culture of, like, people that have actually been encouraging me to do the opposite, right? Like, I have one very good friend who is, like, one of the most conscientious, like, kind and thoughtful people I know in the world. Uh, and, like, she bought me, like, a giant bag of gummy bears because she knows I like them but also knows I hate them because I can't stop eating them. And then was, like, right. encouraging me to eat them real fast. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was telling her, I was like, no, no, I'm trying to keep it to, like, one serving a day. And she was like, no, no, eat, like, 50. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you're, well, you're, you've, you've swung too far. You're encouraging the bad behavior now. And I know we're not supposed to call it bad behavior, but it, it is kind of bad. You know? Like, like the thing yeah. can be bad without having to shame somebody about it. Anyway, your thoughts. Exactly. Linda. My thoughts on this are this. Um, you know, I think that, like... There are activities and behaviors that are, quote, bad and uh, ones that are good. And for me, it's easier for me to encourage the good behaviors if I allow myself some of the bad ones from time to time. So I actually like and it's not like uh, this is where it gets tricky because you don't want it to become like a punishment. You don't want to be like, well, I have to exercise now because I ate the gummy bears because that's just like a horrible association. Like you should get exercise because it feels good. And it makes your body good. Except it and doesn't it, feel good for everybody, Linda. I hate it. <laughs> it does not make my body but, feel good. It makes me angry. But the way that but the way that your body feels like after exercising regularly for a couple of years versus being sedentary and doing no exercise for a couple of years, you probably have like long term health benefits yes. that do have a positive effect. Yes. Even if in the moment it's not great. Which is why for me, but, exercise was always a conscious, logical thing. Like I hated it. I hated doing it, but right. I was like, I know in five years if I do yoga every morning or do some CrossFit or, you know, run every couple times a week that I'll be in a better place, you know, in general than I would be if I didn't. So, but it was never like a, I didn't never emotionally got any reward out of it. Right. Okay. So, I mean, for me, I, it's just so much easier to do the exercise and to do the stuff that I know will like take care of me in the long run. If I'm also just like taking it easy on myself and allowing myself to like eat some snacks and be a person like oh i just got dizzy because i stood up too fast <laughs> do you get dizzy gardening i get really dizzy gardening um yeah no i get in like a really nice squat position that's like really comfortable and i just stay there for a long period of time and then i stand up and like all the blood that's impressive yeah. i can't actually like really hold a squat for that long i there's not i don't really have a comfortable squat position uh, which i can say yeah, now I, after doing you know 18 to 20 months of near constant physical activity it's not just me being out of shape just not comfortable <laughs> with my body um so i have a like little I've stool on, that on i it. take around the, the garden so i don't get oh, busy nice. sitting on a stool and standing up i've i've been in a squat position this entire call that is um, pretty it's pretty impressive linda 
<laughs> I mean, it's like a low squat, you know, it's not like I'm like activating. I'm just like on my feet. Anyways. Uh, the flat footed so or are you that, on the balls of your feet? Uh, I'm flat footed. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm impressed. Yeah. So I think that like what's dangerous is that people like having, I don't know if we've really talked about this before, but I have kind of had an eating disorder in my life. And like, you can really easily fall into these traps of like, I did a bad thing. Now I need to do like 17 good things to make up for it. And it becomes this like vicious cycle of uh, like trying to be good or like control your body. And then like the minute you do something that is really inherently human, (laughs) which is like to find calories and to consume them, uh, especially when they taste good and in larger quantities, if you feel like you're, like missing some nutrients which is what happens when you diet regularly and then you like punish yourself and then you're like oh, I'm bad I'm terrible so I think that when people are doing that like when they're like treat yourself and all that stuff like I think that the the feeling behind it is good it's like no just like live your life and give your body what it's asking for and that's okay yeah. um but I think that it is like Kind of, I, I remember when I was dieting a lot to fall into those, like, let's go to the candy store and just, like, let's just, I've been so good, so let's go do this crazy thing of, like, eating so much candy that I will feel sick <laughs> afterwards. Um, I think that's, like, a weird cycle to be in. It's not the healthiest mentally. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me. me of drinking. Like, I've never been a binge drinker, but uh, right. there are people I know that, like, that's their relationship to drinking. It's like, you know... I'm going to get fucked up every X, X number of times a month. It's like a thing I do. Uh, right. And it's just like, I don't know. It's a weird, a weird thing. It's like, you know, you know, this is going to feel bad and you're doing it anyway right. because you've earned it. Cause it's a, a weekend or because, you know, work was hard or whatever, but it's like, you earned what you earned this, this very particular kind of suffering you're going to inflict yeah. on yourself, you know? Exactly. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's like, I, I feel like there's a big difference between, like, I agree with everything you just said. Like, I, I think people, I think it's really important to, like, find a relationship with yourself where you don't punish yourself for doing things under basically mm-hmm. any circumstances. Uh, but I feel like there's a difference between recognizing that, like, this is not a good thing for me, but it's okay to not do good things sometimes. I don't have to be perfect versus right. saying actually, this isn't a bad thing for me. This is a good thing because it's what I want right now and so it's good. And it's like, eh, eh. Right. And, and like, to be clear, like, this is, there's no, I'm not proposing any any outcome to this. Like, people shouldn't, people should spend no energy policing anybody else's behavior under any circumstances. But like, my own relationship to myself, it's like, I'm trying to find that spot where I recognize that a thing is bad, but forgive myself and allow myself to do it from time to time because I'm human and that is how life works. Right. Uh, instead of giving these bad things a free pass and saying like, no, no, because it's not okay to shame people and it's not okay to please people's behavior. Therefore, it is good for me to eat this entire bag of gummy bears or it is good for me to not get exercise because it's it's just not. I don't know. Right. Like, for example, this morning I had cake for breakfast. Hell yeah. Uh, cake is, a, is, cake a- is an S-tier breakfast food. Yeah, I mean, is it, like, very different from pancakes? No. No. So <laughs> so I had a piece of cake, and I just had a few bites, because that's what my body wanted. And I'm on my period, so I, I go extra easy on myself when I'm on my period, because your body's, like, going through all kinds of weird shit, right. and it's just, like, 
Don't add like restraining cravings and stuff to the mix. <laughs> don't fight it. But ride, I ride a- the wave. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't crash into the shore. Yeah, but I had a few bites of cake and it was great and it satisfied what I wanted and I wasn't hungry. And then I went for a nice big long walk with my friend and I felt like I had all the energy to do that. And it was great. And it was wonderful. I think, I, I think there's and- another fundamental difference here though, which is that... Uh, what my, you, you talk about like what your body wants, right? Like I, I wanted, my body wanted a couple pieces of, a couple bites of cake or whatever. Uh, yeah. I do think biologically, like I have never, my body will always want more cake than is a reasonable amount for me to have. <laughs> like, well, uh, see, that's what I always thought too, especially when I was in my dieting life. Like I would have this conversation all the time where I'm like, no, I, I just can't have snacks in the house because my body or like my brain just goes overdrive and I'm like, I want all of them. But then I just kind of started letting myself snack more often. And I found that, like, I don't know, it just satisfies the, the craving. Like, when you're just like, no, it's okay, body. I'm going to give you what you asked for when you ask for it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much chill. I have to, like, test that <laughs> theory that if I just gave into it, <laughs> it would eventually, uh, you know, come to some sort of comfortable balance. But, like... I am not comfortable sharing how quickly I destroyed that five pound bag of gummy bears uh, <laughs> when I was kind of like, all right, well, it's quarantine times. Let me just do what I'm going to do. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's not a, I, I would not come to a healthy, uh, a healthy place with it. And for me, it's yeah. like, it's for me, it's like almost like just eating something is what's important. Uh, like I, I try and keep like healthier snacks on hand because it's just, I just like eating something it doesn't even yeah it's like if there is uh you know carrot sticks and gummy bears obviously i want the gummy bears more but like the difference between how much i want nothing and the carrot sticks or nothing and the like you know lightly salted peanuts uh is (laughs) much bigger delta than the delta between the lightly salted peanuts and the the gummy bears right Uh, yeah but this is what i was dealing with when i had my like eating disorder and i was so stressed out about food all the time is is that I was like, well, I am hungry for a snack. I'm hungry for gummy bears, but I'm gonna eat carrots until I'm not hungry for gummy bears anymore. <laughs> and then, like, once I stopped restricting that, I like it did take some balancing out. Like, there were days where you ate the whole five pound bag and then regretted it, but then you just said like, that's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. And then the next time you go to eat the five pound bag, you're like, well, what if I just had like uh, two handfuls <laughs> and then one and then you do learn well i mean it's just like intuitive eating there's like books and stuff about it but yeah i think it's just like a thing you have to practice at maybe I you're right you it. maybe it's just uh maybe it just have ingrained bad behaviors and bad mental pathways uh, also maybe there's just a, some well, fundamental biological difference between how we like our bodies relate to food i'm not sure what the right answer is no but especially like the way that um you talked about your dad and like his relationship with food like i feel like oh yeah that... no doubt that had a, has a huge effect on every yeah on my entire relationship with it like completely yeah uh like i feel fundamentally in my like you know bones that uh my relationship to food biologically is the same as his was which is no control and right because i feel like you see yourself eat a little bit of candy and you, you immediately like worry that it's going to become the way that he did it <laughs> Like, it doesn't haunt me like that. Like, I don't think about it every time I eat a little bit of candy. Uh, but I think about it when I eat a five-pound bag of gummy bears way too fast and don't really feel bad right. about it and feel like, like, I oh, could, no. I feel like I could eat another five-pound bag right now. Uh, and just watching him have that relationship with food his entire life and never 
make any attempt really to control it, at least as right. I can tell outwardly. Uh, he never found a healthy balance ever. Uh, and like, I, I've, I've always kind of hoped that like, you know, people say that when you get older, like you crave sweet things less, like kids are obsessed with sugar, but you know, adults oftentimes like find something to be too sweet. I've never met fucking right. one thing in my entire life that was too sweet. Like <laughs> I keep waiting to age out of that. I would love for my like fundamental taste to change so that like this is less of a, of a, like a tribulation for me, but I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those are my thoughts. We all like what we like. Sadie, come here. I like it. I'm trying to get a dog to stop barking more. So now I'm just mm. bribing her every time she barks by making her come and uh, stay quiet for like two minutes and then she gets a treat. Be good, Sadie. Down. 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 Stay. Stay. Yesterday I, I told her to stay and gave her a treat and then I forgot for like seven or eight minutes that I, she was oh, staying no. <laughs> and she was still sitting there she very patiently like... waiting for her treat staring at it on the floor oh, and then i gave her another one because i tortured her by accident i have planted two ferns no four ferns and five hostas so far productive good job hooray Linda. thanks um if anyone's listening and gives a shit about this stuff, I do have some books that I always recommend to people. There's one called... I'll take Women. your recommendations. Yeah, this one has the worst title ever, so please try not to uh, think about it. Um, okay. It's called okay. it's called Women, Food, and God. Oh, boy. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, Linda, I, I, I was, here's, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, this title can't be that bad. Like, I'm sure Linda's exaggerating. <laughs> and then uh, no, it's, it's hard for me to imagine a title that uh, feels less like it's going to be relevant to me in any way at all. Yeah. Uh, worst title ever. But, like, what got me to read it is that a girlfriend of mine who I used to do a bunch of comedy stuff with, uh, whose recommendations I would pretty much take on anything because she has awesome taste and I always, like, discover things I love when I talked to her. Um, but yeah, she sent me just like a picture of the first page and, or like one of the first pages. And it was so relatable. And I was like, Holy shit, I have to read this. What is it? And she sent me the link and I just like clicked by now without even looking at it. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what, <laughs> what did I just buy? And then she was like, don't worry about it. It's not like that kind of God. It's like your spiritual self as it relates to whatever. Check out this so. book, The Gender Binary, Food, and Magical Thinking. I'm yeah. sure it's going to help you. <laughs> no, but it's basically, uh, it does kind of go into, like, the patriarchy and how it's designed to keep women preoccupied with controlling our bodies so that we don't get to, like, our true life's work. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, but just in, like, a very realistic way. It's actually pretty grounded. And it's just, like... Hey, here's how to listen to your body. Because as a woman, uh, from birth, you're basically uh, trained to ignore it and trained to only look at the way that it looks and realize that your self-worth is tied to that and that the way that other people perceive you will forever be tied to that. And if you don't look that way, you won't ever get what you want. You won't ever get what you need. And it's just kind of like, let's rewire your brain if we can. And help you to see that your worth is not tied to how skinny your waist is. Good recommendation, oh, Linda. Helped me a lot. Sounds like a good book. Bad That's title a huge aside. Root. I hate roots, man. Well, roots are important if you like plants, Linda. I know, but this... A necessary evil if you like plants. I keep finding these roots and I can't tell if they're oak or bamboo. 
They're oaks, leave it alone. They're bamboo. Get the fuck out of here. What's the timer for? Laundry. Sick. Um, so I'm going to go do the laundry. Have a good time gardening, Linda. Okay. <laughs> did, did I cut you off too soon? <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. I was just, uh, just like uh, digging around these roots and into okay. these rocks. And I'm like, what? We're, oh, yeah, we're recording a podcast right now. All right, Linda. Have a good weekend. And uh, talking have a good to you. start to your week. I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.